we're just gonna gonna move right on here into this message, and uh, and just really kind of get right into it. You know, the the theme that was uh, that was supposed to be this week in our Gospel Above All series was uh, Gospel Victory, uh, and the, really it was talking about uh, how we as Christ followers do not need to be afraid because Christ has already won the victory. Uh, you know, I don't know that there's a better message to talk about this morning than that, uh, that we don't need to be afraid because Christ has already won the victory. Uh, we won't go into, I'm going to kind of not talk about all of that this morning, and we're going to talk about how we're dealing with this coronavirus, COVID-19 thing, but I just want you to hear that this morning. We don't need to be afraid because Christ has already won the victory. That's, that's the theme, that was the theme for this week's Gospel Above All. Uh, we have nothing to fear, and that is a, that's a great mindset to have as we go forward from this place today that we don't have anything to fear. There's nothing to fear because Christ has already won the victory. Now let's let's be honest here. Uh, there's that's the message that we need to hear, because unless you've been hiding under a rock for the last couple of weeks, uh, you've you've heard about coronavirus, COVID nineteen, uh, and all that it is doing in our world. Uh, you know we're facing a pandemic that is unlike uh, what we've seen in in a really long time. I don't even know how long, but it's unlike anyone that's been in, in at least re- recent history. We know this virus is, is spreading. Uh, we know that uh, people are panicking and stocks are plummeting and just the world is kind of uh, going, going crazy. So really what I want to talk about this morning is as followers of Christ, how do we respond as people who put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, how do we respond in a time like this? Because up to now, there's really kind of just two overwhelming responses that you see in, in the world. You see the response of people uh, who are just saying, this is nothing, it will pass, we don't need to do anything, we're just going to continue life as normal, right? We see these people who, who just think this whole thing is, is fake news, right, to borrow a term there. Uh, but and then you have the other other side of people who are taking this you know they've they've bought enough face masks and toilet paper to last through christmas you know there's these people who are who are panicking panicking on this side just saying like the the world is ending uh, how do we respond as christians it is neither of those two i guarantee you right but how how do we respond as christians uh to this so far in our area all of the fresno schools are shut down. Fresno, Clovis, all of the ones in the area, they are shut down. Uh, you look around, lines at the stores are insane. Uh, I heard there was a, like an hour and a half line at Winco just yesterday, uh, just to try and get in, get groceries, find some toilet paper. Costco's rationing toilet paper to people. And it just, this is, this is where the world that we live in here. You can just see, it doesn't take long to see the fear and to see the panic in people's eyes as you go out and, and you talk to people. So, but how do we respond as Christ followers? How do we respond as followers of Christ? Because here's the thing. We are in the world and not of the world, to borrow another term. We are here, but we are unlike those in the world. And I want to just talk about three ways that we are unlike those in the world 
this morning and how our response can be guided by these things. Here's the, the first thing. We live by faith and not fear. As followers of Christ, we live by faith and not fear. You know, there's a passage in John chapter 14, if you want to go there with me. John chapter 14, uh, if you're in one of our pupils on page 927, uh, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples. This is one of the last conversations that he's going to have. Uh, we talked about John 17 a few weeks ago, which is kind of right before he goes. And this is, this is kind of the beginning of that conversation, the beginning of this conversation with the disciples. And he starts off this chapter, uh, well, I mean, he didn't know there was a chapter, but he starts off this conversation just saying this in chapter, verse, chapter 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be where, with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the place you know the way to the place where I am going. I just want you to hear the, the second part there. I want you to hear the first part here. Jesus understands that what he's about to tell his disciples is not good news. It's not fun news. But he looks at his disciple and he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He continues this, this conversation all throughout chapter 14. You know, he's talking, Thomas asked him some questions. But at the end of chapter 14 in verse 27, he says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid. All throughout Scripture, you see this theme of don't be afraid. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, don't be afraid. You get to Joshua, in the book of Joshua, be bold, be courageous, don't be afraid. What did the angel say to Mary as she is as he's letting her know, uh, you know you're going to have this baby Jesus? Don't be afraid. You see it all throughout Scripture, uh, don't be afraid. We don't have to have uh, this fear in our lives. This, this verse, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I love the New Living Translation's version of this. It says this, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't let your hearts be troubled. The peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Yeah, we have peace with Christ even in the midst of some of these times uh, where it's a little scary. Uh, but I got to tell you, God did not turn on CNN a couple weeks ago and think, man, this is crazy. <laughs> God, this did not catch God by surprise. Uh, God was not surprised to see coronavirus on the scene. Uh, God is still on the throne. God is still reigning. God knows. God is still in control. God has all of this in his hands. God is still good. God still has a plan. He will never leave us or forsake us. He's working in everything. These are promises that we know in Scripture. We do not need to be afraid. You know, 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 7 uh, says this. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. You know, there's some other, other versions here that say the spirit of God, uh, we don't have a spirit of fear. We have not been given a spirit of fear. We've been given a spirit of power, 
Uh, we, we do not have to be afraid, even in times like this. Now, here's the thing. It's pretty natural at this point to turn on the news, to read the newspaper, to watch social media, see all your friends, and feel a little bit anxious. It's natural. That's a natural, natural feeling, to feel a little anxious in this time, to feel a little unsure in this time. But I just want to encourage you this morning, as a believer, as a follower in Christ, we don't have to be afraid. We live by faith and not by fear. That's one way that we are different from those in the world. Here's another way that we are different. We are sacrificial and not selfish. We are sacrificial and not selfish. Now here's what I mean by that. Now, without, without Christ in our lives, we are absolutely selfish. We are born selfish. You don't have to teach a two-year-old how to be selfish. Just try and take a toy from them, and, and you'll know what I'm saying. Right? You don't have to teach little kids how to be selfish. We are naturally selfish. But our redeemed nature, as we come to Christ, is not selfish. Because we take on the nature of Christ, and Christ has, is the most unselfish being in the, in the history of all history. I mean, think about this. Jesus came to earth to give himself up for you and for me so that we might be restored to God for eternity. Jesus is, is the most sacrificial love in all of history. Yeah, Philippians chapter 2 gives us some encouragement here as well. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, the New Living Translation is pretty, pretty squarely on the mark here as well. It says this, don't be selfish. That's how it starts off there. Don't be selfish. And in verse 4, here's what it says, don't look out only for your own interests. Take an interest in others too. Don't look out for your own interests. Take an interest in others, too. I look back and I think about the early church and I think about just the, the, the persecution that happened in the early church. You know, Acts chapter 2, uh, you know, verse, we talk about 2.42 a lot. Even beyond that, though, you see that the believers, they had everything in common. They sold things. They sold property for, and, and, and used the money for the people who had need. They were not looking out for their own selves. They were looking out for the interests of everyone else. I just, I just can't help but think that through this whole time with this coronavirus, there is going to be so much opportunity for us to serve other people. In fact, there's probably going to be more opportunity for you to serve other people in the next two or three weeks than there will be in the next nine months of the year combined. We are selfish, not Sorry, we're not selfish. We are sacrificial. We are not selfish. I want you to, to really think about how can I, during this time, how can I continue to serve other people? Yeah, if people have physical needs, how can I take care of that? And this isn't even just a, a material thing, but this is a spiritual thing as well. I mean, you, over the next two, three weeks, as we kind of all dive into this together, here's what's going to happen. You're going to see people and hear people all around you who are, who are hopeless and trying to figure out what does life look like now. 
How do, how do I live with this? How do I, how do I, there are people that are hurting. There are people that are afraid. And here's what we get to do. We get to speak faith into that fear. We get to speak about the power of our God. We get to, to speak that faith into lives that are paralyzed by fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. Be looking for opportunities to serve others over the next few weeks. Be looking for opportunities to, to speak faith into fear over the next few weeks. I have no doubts. In fact, I, I was thinking about this this morning. Well, I'll talk about that in the next one. We'll, we'll keep moving here, and then I'll tell you what I was thinking about this morning. We are, we are different in these two ways so far. We have faith. We live by faith over fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. Here's the last thing. We shine the light we do not hide it. We shine the light. We do not hide it. Matthew chapter 5 uh, is a, you know, the common, common passage here when we're talking about light. Starting at verse 14. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill, a city built on a hill, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. Now, this is what I was thinking about this morning. All throughout our city, all throughout our country, there are churches who have chosen already not to have service this morning. Instead, they are, many of them, live streaming their services or posting teaching videos online for people to watch and, and talk about. I just, I think that God is moving in all of this. Because here's what I know. Every Sunday, people go to churches all over the place. And kind of like what happens here tends to stay here. But right now, there are people online all throughout our country seeing other people, seeing their friends comment share, hey, watch this live stream from my church. The gospel is out there right now. In fact, the gospel is probably out there more so than any other Sunday so far this year because of all these churches who are going online and doing, doing it that way. People are hearing the gospel, maybe for the first time this morning, because of, because of this virus. God can use this virus for his good, but here's the thing. We have to let our light shine. We cannot hide it. We can't hide our light. We are the people who have hope in all of this. And if there's anything that people need in the pandemic, it is hope. And my hope, and my, I know this this morning, that Jesus can spread faster than any virus ever created. And he will spread in this whole thing. I know people will come to know Jesus through this. The world, as the world grows darker, the light of Christ shines brighter. Every time. We are, we're different. We live by faith and not by fear. We are sacrificial. We aren't selfish. We let our light shine. We don't hide it. I think this is a, a great response biblically to how we as individuals can, can approach this whole thing, 
can approach this whole virus, can approach everything that is going on over the next few weeks, months, however long this is going to take, we live differently. We live by faith. We live sacrificially. We let our light shine so that others might see. We have the hope. We have living water. We have the light. Whatever imagery you want to use, we've got it. And we're going into a dark, afraid world. People are kind of paralyzed by this fear. They're just, and we have hope. We have the light of Christ. We have truth. We have the gospel. We need to let our light shine so that others might see. How do we respond? That's kind of as individuals. As, as followers of Christ, how do we respond? How are we responding as a church? <clears throat> Many of you have seen either in your email or on Facebook um, kind of what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. Uh, after this morning, we won't be meeting uh, in person anymore. We won't be gathering physically in the church uh, for anything. No weekend services or small groups or grow group or anything. Uh, we are going to just put a pause on all of that, and essentially we're going to be doing service online, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. But we're not going to be live streaming. Instead, what we're going to be doing is I'll be posting uh, kind of a teaching video, probably a 20, 30-minute devotional kind of thing uh, online on our Facebook page and on our website, um, as well as kind of a downloadable question sheet uh, that you can just talk through what you're hearing with your family groups and whoever you want to be with just to be able to talk through and dialogue about what it is that God is saying through his word that day. Yeah, it's not that we are stopping worshiping together. We're not going to stop worshiping together. We're going to continue worshiping together, but essentially the church is going to leave the building, if that makes sense. We are the church. We are still the church. We are still going to, to surround ourselves by the gospel we're still going to, to center ourselves around the gospel. I think it's so important for us to connect as a church around a passage, around a gospel, around this teaching so that we can stay together. You now, one of our stated goals, you walk in the building, you can't not see the big sign that says connect. There's three of them, connect, grow, serve. You're not going to miss that big one that says connect. That does not stop because we cannot be together physically in this place. We have to be more creative and we have to be more intentional, but we will continue to connect. Now, I want to encourage you. Call, call people. Talk about what you saw in the teaching video. Talk about what you are personally reading in Scripture. Talk about life. Talk about how they're doing in response to this pandemic. How are, are, are you okay? Do you have enough toilet paper? <laughs> you know, do, how, can I, how can I help? You know, how, if you need any help, would you, would you call people and say, hey, I, I'm going to need some help in this time. I, 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 I need to go get a prescription, but I'm afraid to go to the doctor because I'm, I don't want to catch anything. Maybe there's someone else that can go for you and, and, and help you out. I, I, there's, there's ways in which we can connect with each other and serve one another, even if we cannot be here on the weekends and worship together in person. Even if I can't lean over and give you a hug or shake your hand, we're still worshiping together. We are still one church. That's, that's the way it needs to be for a little bit. Uh, the, the CDC guidelines, Fresno Health uh, actually, they'd probably discourage us from even meeting right now, uh, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to just cancel services. I wanted to at least be able to, to worship and talk through our response to this, um, 
But that's really what it's going to be. We're going to, we're going to stop, uh, stop our, our physical gatherings, small groups, grow group, anything else together, uh, at least through the end of the month. And then we'll kind of uh, readdress. What I don't want to do in this space and say, you know, we're not going to meet for three more months or we're not going to meet for, for a long term. We're not going to have, uh, we're not, probably not ever going to have kind of a long term uh, long-term date out there to say this is when we're going to return. We're going to take it week by week, day by day, uh, because the, the information about this virus is constantly changing. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe we do meet next week because things are different. Uh, but as of right now, that's not, that's not what we're going to be doing. We're not going to be meeting physically here um, at least through the end of March. Uh, and, and I will just be honest with you, there's a learning curve here. Uh, I never in a million years thought that we would be canceling our services for any reason, uh, but it's where we're at, and we're not alone in this. I want you to know that our churches on our district, uh, our Nazarene district, churches in our zone, churches in our state, churches in this city that aren't even Nazarene are all moving towards this. Uh, I don't know of any church that is staying open past this week. Uh, I just don't, and in fact, we're one of three churches that I know of that's doing service today uh, because of all of this. So uh, there is a learning curve. Uh, bear with us as we kind of figure out what it looks like to move forward with no services. Uh, bear with us as we kind of figure out how we can be more creative and intentional about how to connect with each other, even though we can't physically be with each other. Uh, there's a learning curve here. But I will, I will just say this. There is a saying and kind of a, a motto right now in Italy where this thing is just hammering people. They say this. We separate for now so that we can embrace later. We separate now so that we can embrace later. I don't know if you know this, in our church, a decent amount of our church is in the most vulnerable demographic for this virus. It would be irresponsible for me as your pastor to continue to hold services here and put any one of you at risk. So this is our mindset. We separate now to ensure that we can embrace later. I think this is the responsible, biblical, gospel thing to do for our church. And so that's, that's where we're going to be moving. Uh, and uh, I, I, if, again, if, I, I, if you need anything, uh, call. Call me. Call the office. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, if you need more information, there's a, uh, there's a white page uh, out in the, on the welcome tables. Hopefully some of you grabbed it on your way in. It just kind of talks a little bit about a response, and then the flip side of that has all the resources there. So it tells you where you can see our, uh, our videos that are going to be posted. Uh, it tells you uh, how you can participate in that. It gives you some numbers for information. Uh, if you need help, uh, definitely give us a call. We'll be there. To help you any way that we can, uh, but this is this is unfortunately where we are right now. Uh, this is what we need to do. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray and uh, just kind of close our time here, and then I'm just gonna open it up for questions. If any of you have questions, uh, please ask. I don't want anybody to leave here uh, still curious about why we made the decision that we made. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this: the board did not make the decision lightly. Uh, I think uh, not many of us actually wanted to do this, uh, but this is, this is just kind of where we're at. We knew it was a necessity. And so if you have any questions, feel free to, feel free to stay and ask. Uh, even if 
after I'm done praying, if you just want to stand up and ask a question, that's totally fine too. Uh, but let me pray for us, and then um, we'll, we'll go. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you so much for your guidance and your direction. Thank you so much for your love and just your presence in this place, God. God, I love this church family. And it's painful to have to say we're not going to meet in this space for the next couple of weeks, but God, I just, if that's what it takes to keep everybody safe, that's what it takes. So God, we, just, uh, we place all of this in your hands. We give this all to you. We know that you're in control. We know that you are still on the throne. We know that we can trust you in all of this, and we do. God, I pray for your protection as we leave. I pray that you would protect this church body and, and just protect this city. God, would coronavirus not have a hold here in this city? Would we, would we not be, be taken by this? God, we just give you praise this morning. We give you thanks for who you are and for all you've done. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Question. Yeah. We need to continue to support the church. We want our church to survive. It's yeah. not going anywhere. Sure. But it's yeah. important that we do some giving. We didn't pass the collection plate today, which was prudent. Yeah. Considering everything that's going on. Sure. In the box today, and then what about giving while we're up, while we're not meeting? Yeah, good question. So today, uh, thank you for mentioning that because I totally forgot to mention that. Uh, and we didn't pass the plates, obviously, just for health reasons. Uh, we do have a connection box there, uh, right in the back there on the back wall, and also by the workroom. You can drop your offering in there. Moving forward, uh, on that white paper, there's some information as well on how you can give. You can give uh, online. Uh, if you go to our website, fresnonaz.com, uh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, if you give on our website, fresnonaz.com, uh, or if you want to download our app there, you can give on our app, or you can just mail in. Uh, if you don't have either one of those, that's totally fine as well. You can just mail it in, and we will we'll be able to do it that way as well. But yeah, continued faithfulness as giving is going to be huge importance in this time. Uh, like I said, it's going to be at least two weeks. Uh, I'm hoping that it's just two weeks, but it's going to be at least two weeks for now that we're unable to meet in, in person. And so uh, continuing faithfulness and giving is going to be, going to be very important. So I appreciate that.